Attack life, not others, with Tim Hoover and Steve Mittman. So you want to talk about this essay? I do. You know, we have these, uh, these incredible teenagers. They spent uh, the better part of their life, five or six years, training for Black Belt this Saturday coming up. You know, the history of the school is that you have to write an essay on your journey in the martial arts, past, present, and future. They both had great essays. This one last paragraph from this one essay just really stopped me in my tracks and just made me think why I do what I do. And I'd, I'd like you to read it, Steve. Sure. Over the years at HKA, Hoover Karate Academy, I have literally given my blood, my sweat, and my tears. My journey has been fun. It has been painful. It has been exciting. It has been exhausting. And ultimately, karate has been the most rewarding experience of my life. My body is stronger. My mind is sharper. And my spirit is unbreakable. And that's that's life. I mean... It's the martial arts, but it's life. It, it needs to be lived. And in that process, the pain, the tears, you're exhausted half the time, um, but you're experimenting with something every day, something that's new, different. And um, in the martial arts, it's, it's, it's very, it's a different world. We bring people in. We bring strangers in that we do not know. Um, we don't know family history. We don't, a lot of times we don't know the medical conditions. We don't know. Um, their level of anger. Some are coming for a reason to train for self-defense purposes, others to get in shape, better awareness, stress release, all these things. But you know, you bring them into this village of people that are already there and the current and the energy of a good dojo is already flowing. And then you're bringing these strangers in and they are strangers. You don't know them. They sign a waiver release. They want to come in. They tell you that they want to do this and their dreams are usually pretty big. And a lot of them don't make it, but it's risky. And, you know, over the years of the last, I hate counting these years because I'm getting old, but doing a long time. And um, there's been a lot of strangers that come in my dojo in my environment that weren't good and that were in for all the wrong reasons. And I was blindsided several times, didn't know it until, you know, ultimately when the thing happens, then you really do have to defend yourself. And some schools that go back uh, a little way will, will understand what I'm talking about. At times, the schools over the years have become a little bit more like the wild, wild west. You didn't know who was stepping in that door, but you still did embrace that because here's what's going on, Steve, because the number of people that are good outweigh by tons the number of people that are bad. And you know as a martial arts teacher, and you know what your purpose is, why you're there. You're always going to allow that door to swing. The number of good is far greater than the number of bad. It is. And again, I'm saying this because I think that there is a particular time in our lives where we get so frustrated with life and the shootings and the violence and the politics and everything else that we don't want to talk to anybody anymore except our family or our close friends. And at times I don't blame people for being that way. I don't. And sometimes I'm that way. You know, I am a very private person, believe it or not, but in that dojo, I'm not. I'm open. I'm an open book. You're an open book on this podcast. This is what we do. But I think the risks of taking in total strangers, like I said, in that dojo, there are risks. You don't know sometimes the backstory, the background, and you have to be extremely aware of what could happen, the what ifs, but you do it anyway, because you know, at the end of the day, you're going to have a phrase or a paragraph 
like what you just read at the beginning of the podcast. That's why you do it. And if you're a regular listener to our show, you know that attack life, not others. We always try and find the good. We always try to find the light side, the bright side, and the positive message, even out of complete chaos. Uh, we just read something recently, you and I, Tim, in the divine economy, the overall picture of the universe. There's always good that comes out of even the worst disaster, somehow, some way. I think there's two different uh, schools of thought, though. There are those people that stick their head in the sand, and they just want to deny that there's negativity. And they're not realists. We're real. We're realistic. We realize there's negativity, bad things, ugliness. You have to force yourself to find the good and, and allow yourself to be open to continue. No matter how many times you've been hit, you can't be uh, so calloused and so thick-skinned that you close yourself off to the good. Because like you said, Tim, at the end of the day, there's still way more good than bad out there. And I think it's also important to point out that the uh, last paragraph of the essay that I just read that you sent to me, it's one of your students. Again, it's a teenager. You said that. But we, right. we got to drive that point home. This is not a 35-year-old man or a woman or a 45-year-old. This is a teenager. So just when you think, oh, man, what's the future of our country going to be like? Well, there you go. See? So when you see all the bad happening, there are good teenagers. This is the future of our country, somebody like that. And there are more out there. And maybe martial arts played a part in it. Maybe it didn't. Maybe he would have been like that anyway. Steve, what you don't know in that essay, which I, I don't want to really, uh, it's a long essay. And, but he talks about all his injuries and not that happened at the school, by the way, but all his setbacks uh, talks about, you know, the letdowns, but he didn't stop. Talks about the time when the martial arts, you know, it got to him. He, he wanted to quit. He didn't stop. And that's where the unbreakable spirit comes in. You know, we all, you know, go through these things in, in life, you know, in, in this last year and a half we all have. But we talk about self-respect in this school, and most dojos do as well. And, you know, you, you chant, you run, you talk about self-respect. Liking yourself first is the first step. And then at that point, you can open your heart for others, um, including strangers. And that's the process of the martial arts. That's the whole thing that starts to work. Your, 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 your self-respect, your control issues. And at any time when you bring a stranger in that door, this is not a normal conversation that you could be talking to a stranger in a grocery store. This is a stranger that's going to come in and learn combat martial arts, lethal strikes that sometimes are being thrown at them and sometimes being thrown at you. At any given second, that person might have a short fuse. You don't know, but you still do it anyway. That's the key. Sometimes the life is not worth it without the risk. It's got to be risk. There's risk involved in anything that's good. And that leads me to the next episode next week that I'd like to introduce to the little risk that I took down in Florida when I was down on vacation with my wife. And we met a stranger. And immediately after about two minutes of conversation, I said, you got to come on the podcast and just have a chat. So bottom line is we're going to talk to him next week and hopefully you'll share the same interest that I did. Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. Subscribe to our podcast. And for more on our way of life through the martial arts, go to hooverkarate.com. This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. 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 Steve Mittman social media.com. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com.